on it. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., the one and only Jamie Dupree, sir. How are you? Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? We got now three polls and an Iowa poll has Donald Trump increasing his lead. Hey, listen, I, I don't think that anybody sh- I, I'm I'm fully expecting his numbers are only going to go up a little more. I, I think I think it would be wrong to think that somehow, oh, you know, this is the start of the end for him or anything. He, you know, he, he may be confounding everybody. He may not be doing it the way a lot of people think he should be doing it. Uh, but Trump has stayed on the offensive. And I, I don't think that we're about to see him take a plunge or anything like that. If anything, I think this is here to stay for a while. Well, we just you know, had his attorney on. And you probably didn't hear it. I know you're working. But um, so Michael Cohn was on and said peace has been made with Fox. It's that that whole issue is over. Roger Stone, who left the campaign this weekend, was extraordinarily positive and said, yeah, I want everyone to vote for Trump, even though he left the campaign. Uh, Michael Cohn was pretty angry at Eric Erickson for canceling him at Red State and said, you know, he has skeletons in his closet about things he said over the years. Um, but I'll let those two fight it out. So, but the bottom line, and Trump is on my TV show tomorrow night. Hey, listen, it's all Trump all the time. He's staying on the the offensive. He continues to sort of uh, confound and aggravate the rest of the GOP field with his uh, mix of attacks on Twitter and a variety of controversial statements. I, I think for me, Sean, and this is something you've talked about before, the, the thing I look back in the aftermath of the GOP debate Thursday and then all the focus on Megyn Kelly, et cetera, the red state thing, blah, blah, blah. How Trump is focused on being Trump. You know, look, that's who he is. The jabs, the one-liners, the aggressive tweets. None of it's about policy. It's all about personality. I mean, he doesn't attack Carly Fiorina on Sunday because he thinks her program on economic growth is no good. He attacks her as boring and says if you listen to her for more than 10 minutes, you'll get, quote, a massive headache. I mean, that's the whole thing right now is that Trump is just all about well, his personality but in fairness, and the way he is. He, he did release his policy on ISIS. He went into more detail uh, over the weekend. There's also an ABC report today saying that he might sign the pledge not to go third party. Michael Cohn didn't know about that, but he said, we're going to take all of ISIS's oil. We're going to cut off their finances and, and strangle them and build the perimeter around the oil fields in Iraq and take the oil. I don't think he's going anywhere for a little while if people are looking for him to collapse. Now, I did detect, I have to say, this weekend, I mean, I have a lot of contact with listeners and readers, you know, through Twitter, Facebook, email, my blog, etc. And I did detect this weekend uh, a number of people sort of getting to the point of, okay, the smack talk is fun and everything, but it's time for much more of a substantive kind of debate. And, you know, I, 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 and I just sort of point that out because up until then, there'd been a lot of vociferous support for Trump, and it's still there. But I just sort of noted that, that there, there was this plea from people, and again, it's completely unscientific, but I, I just sort of I, I noted that this weekend. The one candidate on the Republican side who is still after Trump, publicly lashing out at him, is Rand Paul. He told Tea Party supporters this weekend there's no reason for them to even think about supporting Trump, who Paul labeled a fake conservative. In fact, Paul's going to have a, a conference call with reporters in another hour, and he's the one who's going to be on the call. It's not going to be some staffer or something like that, and that's sort of rare for a presidential campaign. What do you? There, there's yeah, there's a ahead. lot of sort of mumbling, you know, and grumbling about Paul within Republican circles. Some people saying that he's really getting a bit desperate at this point in time—a charge that the Paul people deny. 
Let me give, go over the NBC News poll first, because this is pretty fascinating to me. His support went up uh, from pre-debate numbers. He's now at 23 percent in the NBC poll. Ted and who's Cru- number two? This is what where it gets interesting. Ted Cruz popped up to number two at 13 percent. Then look at this. Ben Carson third at 11. Then Friarino wasn't even in the main debate. And Marco Rubio tied at eight. Walker and Bush tied at seven. Now, my point is, it seems to be that if you look at those numbers, there's no way of concluding anything else except that the insurgent candidates are doing well. Because Ted Cruz, Cruz is not part of the establishment. Uh, well, no, Cruz has been off on ben a Carson southern, isn't. southern yeah. bus tour right now. I think he's in uh, Alabama today. He was yeah. in Tennessee yesterday, if I remember. His people say they've reported a surge in fundraising in the wake of the debate last week. The only thing I would say about Cruz is something that I noted last week during the debate and how his lines, while I think played really well with people at home on TV, got only tepid applause in the room, uh, in the arena. But and you know, I just, ask, I just ask wonder, Richard Nixon about that in his debate with uh, well, I JFK. I just wonder still if uh, if he, maybe more so than any other candidate, uh, has sort of the regional thing, where he could do really, really well in the South, but maybe north of the Mason-Dixon line, it's a different story. It's something that I think I'm going to have to watch, be- because just because I just I heard that, and a lot of other people heard that in the arena last week. He also climbed up in this Iowa poll by a significant amount, nearly doubled his ratings there, is almost a 10% in the public policy polling numbers released. Trump is winning in Iowa. Now, Iowa is usually a, a, a state that goes... It looks for a candidate. I mean, people would have thought that somebody like Rick Santorum, who won Iowa last time, or Mike Huckabee would be leading. Nope, it's Trump, 19%. Scott Walker, a local neighbor, he's tied for second with with, uh, Ben Carson at 12 percentage points each. Jeb Bush is uh, in fourth place at 11, then Carly at 10, and Cruz at 9. Now, I think uh, nothing against uh, Santorum and Huckabee, the last two winners, but I just think that you know, it's 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 hard to put lightning uh, to have lightning strike twice again for them. And uh, I think there's there's obviously energy with others uh, and in Iowa right now. Huckabee still has a chance, but uh, I think a lot of people here still looking at Walker and where he goes. And obviously, uh, Trump just simply with the energy in almost every state right now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And you know, everything that every pundit, everybody that we know in this business predicted so far has been wrong about Donald Trump. Isn't that I, true? Again, and that's why at the beginning, and uh, you know, with all the stuff about John McCain, I said don't. You know, just say he's going to collapse Trump. And that's why I don't think immigration didn't kill him. This didn't kill him. Uh, McCain didn't. Nothing did. And everybody predicted it would. Yeah. And and I just think that Trump, the personality, is able to do things differently than your average politician, your average politician who might get into a, a fight like that. Uh, it's I'm still not sure picking a fight with Megyn Kelly in that personal way is the right thing to do for a candidate. But again, it's Donald Trump. And, you know, what we've seen is he's been able to do things and say things that any other candidate might get swallowed up by, but it hasn't happened with him. And when he came into the spin room the other night after the debate, uh, I mean, it was it was like a semi trailer had rolled in there and everybody I I couldn't even get within 10 feet of him. There were so many people around him. And then when I came in, everybody just backed away, ran as far away as they possibly could. Uh, Well, it's that seems to be over. I'm looking forward. I'm going to be interviewing Trump tomorrow. And um, glad to have him back on the program as we continue to interview all the candidates. I mean, tonight on TV, we have Ben Carson is coming back with us. I mean, he had I think his poll numbers out of this debate are pretty, pretty interesting, don't you think? And yeah, I, I still I want to see more numbers on him. I, I just I, I'm I, I'm still not 
I still don't think that there's room for that many sort of insurgent candidates. But I we'll agree. Have to see. Well, it's once we get to the primaries and once we get to the caucuses, that's well, the it'll point. sort out pretty fast. It's going to yes. sort out. I think out it's fast. already sorting itself out right now. And you know, uh, look, Carly Fiorina did fairly well Thursday night and got some more attention. She has been uh, the recipient of a lot of good press in both Iowa and New Hampshire, but had not anything had anything so far to spark her going up in the polls. I guess right now, if I had to bet on. You know, if there's one person that comes up from the lower level and gets up into the top tier for it's the next for debate, sure. I would think it would be her. And then I'm sort of thinking maybe Chris Christie might be the one that falls down. We'll have to see. Uh, John Kasich is also on with us tonight. Um, look at he what was happened. very happy. I saw him. The, the governor came out of the uh, out of the arena where we had the oh, debate. Oh, he was ecstatic. Yeah. He popped his head in. At, it was quarter of two in the morning. We were still there working, and he obviously had uh, been hosting a reception afterward. And he was just a, a huge smile on his face as he got out of there. And his aides were very, very pleased because they felt like that it was an opportunity for him to introduce himself and take that next step forward. And I think that Kasich has a lot of upside, along with Marco Rubio in this race. Yeah, Rubio, too. I mean, he's showing some poll strength coming out of and the Rubio debate as today, well. And Rubio uh, today was hit hard by Hillary Clinton. Clinton weighed in on the whole Republican battle over Trump. He called, uh, she called the, the Megyn Kelly remarks outrageous. But then she took a, a step to the side and zeroed in on Rubio going after his remarks about not supporting a rape and incest exemption for abortion that he was asked about by Megyn Kelly at the debate. Mm-hmm. And that told me, again for Hillary Clinton to weigh in on Trump repeatedly at this news conference and then to single out Rubio. I found that very interesting. That was like, the okay, you're, you know you're going to say something about Trump, but if there's one other person you go after Rubio, that tells me a lot. The other thing that I would note about Clinton's little news conference today up in Exeter in New Hampshire, it just still confounds me, Sean, uh, I mean, as to why she doesn't do more of these Q&A sessions with reporters. She was entirely on message. She was entirely calm and focused. She took the jabs, like I said, both at Trump and Rubio. She clearly knew exactly what she wanted to say. Because if anybody really digs down deep, there are certain things she cannot answer. Yeah, but these events are so rare. This is what I don't get, is that she can she can have this uh, have this news conference and be able to get out her message. No, you know, no look of panic about being with reporters or anything like that, but it's clear that's just not a favorite choice of hers. Not at even all. Even though it seems like she she excels in the moment when well, she's she, doing Well, the only reason she's out now is look at the 28,000 people that showed up for Bernie Sanders, and then he had his own issue when he went up to Seattle. 28,000 people in Portland. He had thousands in Seattle. And in Seattle, the Black Lives Matter group took over the whole the whole. They've dogged him a few times now. This is not the first time no. this has happened. You may not have read about it, but there have been a few other times that he has been, uh, but, but his he never spoke. Has been interrupted or he never spoke. Yeah. No. And it seems to me like this is not something that's going to go away for him. He's going to have to figure out how to deal with this because once you have that type of success in stopping somebody from talking, I would bet we're going to see those uh, uh, those kind of demonstrators show up again. One other quick thing about Hillary Clinton. She was asked about whether or not Joe Biden would get in the race. She said she spoke to him at uh, at uh, Bo Biden's funeral and simply said, you know, I don't really know what he's going to do, but whatever he does, uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, I think from all reports, he's taken the weekend to figure out whether or not he wants to do that. I say that he's probably going to be pushed very hard to get into the race, as I'm certain beyond any doubt uh, that Elizabeth Warren is being pushed hard every single day. Get in. I would get assume in. somebody's trying to push her, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if she does. Anything else 
have, I wonder, by the way, I want to go back to this other point. When you add the NBC poll numbers up together and you got Trump and you got Cruz and you got Carson and Carly and, and Marco, et cetera, you know, all these insurgent candidates are taking up a lot of oxygen and voters. If, if you're, you know, Jeb Bush at this particular point in time, you know, I know he's got a lot of money. I know that money is going to be a very key factor in getting out the vote and, and commercials last minute, et cetera, and getting your message out. But you got to be a little concerned, like Hillary's got to be concerned about these crowds for Bernie Sanders. You know, I would say this, though. Um, Bush's numbers in that poll, the latest one in Iowa, were some of his strongest yet. Okay. He's in, what, third place? Yeah, and I, for Bush in, in Iowa, I, I, I sort of think that's really good for him. Let me see. It's uh, No, he's in fourth place. He's... Even so, to be in double digits in Iowa, I don't think he's really been spending a lot of time in uh in in double digits in the iowa polls maybe i'm wrong but no. I, I would think right now for him uh, he uh in the whole battle with trump and everything i i would bet his people feel pretty good about where he is right now yeah well the bottom line is we've now gotten into uh, the country is paying attention to this presidential race yep and, next and no debate in mid-september so they got another uh four or five weeks before the next one all right and you're gonna go go to that one as well i will be there will you it's not the Fox debate, but I'm thinking about going out there anyway. Why not? Why not, right? I'll hang out with you. Exactly. You come find me this time. You know, I won't have the access passes that I could have offered you at this debate. I was looking for you. I actually had an extra access pass in my my pocket in case I ran into you. That's okay. We were uh, we were in the in the press area. Well, I was going to bring you to the. Well. They actually had this great green room and a lot of food for the Fox people. I was going to invite you to dinner. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, Jamie Dupree. See thank you, Sean. You. All right, 800-941-SEAN. Speaking of insurgent candidates, Patrick J. Buchanan, well, he knows what it's like. He ran one in 92. We'll talk to him when we get back. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, I used to shave, and it used to hurt a lot. It was awful. I hated it. You lather up with cheap shaving cream, wince as you're, like, scraping your face, even though you're paying a lot for the razor. Not anymore. I've got the best blade at the best price, at the greatest convenience that money can buy because I'm a member of the dollarshaveclub.com. Jason, he's got a mohawk. Uh, you use it every day, and you've also become probably the, the person that loved Dr. loves Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter more than anybody. Yes, and the $25 I shave from not buying those cartridges can be used on beers. Uh, yeah, many, exactly. many beers. When you go to Coyote Ugly, right? Damn right. Did you go there this weekend? Yes, I did. And did you have fun? It was okay. Yeah. I went to a couple of bars this weekend. Do the girls like your mohawk? Yes, they do. The they bartenders, really do? yes, they do. Wow. And all you need is like a tattoo where the hair used to be. Yeah, I'm not doing a tattoo. What am I, Mike Tyson? All right. Now, Lauren loves it from a, a girl's point of view, and that is that, hey, this is the best shave you've ever had, the best price and the best convenience, right? It is. I love it. Uh, the blades are amazing, and it is. it is. It's so convenient, Sean, to just not have to think about it and just yep. have them delivered. It's awesome. It's awesome. You pay less for a better blade, the convenience of it delivered right to your house, and uh, I'm just telling you, you got to try it. You don't pay to join the dollarshaveclub.com. You only pay for what you order, and you're going to save money, and you'll have the convenience of not stopping by your local uh, drugstore. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com. Don't forget to order their Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter. Butter. I know. It makes such a difference. You'll never use shaving cream again. There's nothing like anything you've ever tried. Smooth and soft and clean and wonderful. Dr. Sh uh, dollarshaveclub.com. Dollarshaveclub.com. All right, Pat Buchanan next. 
Sean's got more behind-the-scenes information. More contacts than anybody. More friends behind the curtain. Sean Hannity is on. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.